What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Diamonds in my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. Welcome to Fourth and John, episode two eighty seven, and we are talking today. The offensive line breakdown, uh, episode 287. I mean, offensive linemen to some people may not be sexy, but at the end of the day, it starts in the trenches. Whether you, you talk about the defensive line, offensive line, I, I feel like this is where you win games, this is where you win championships. And I feel like this group altogether is by far one of the best in the league. And like, don't I mean, sometimes we talk about our skill positions, but we forget to talk about. The Hogs. I mean, now these guys. I'm not talking about the Washington Hogs from back in the '80s. We're talking about these Hogs. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just excited about this group overall because I feel like they. I'm not gonna say they get slept on because they, they are getting their love right now. They are getting their flowers, so that they they really do deserve the flowers. But before we get into it, uh, shout out to Prime and, and Mal joining me. Shout out to uh, Ev, who's uh, out there working hard for his money. But uh, how are you guys feeling overall about the uh, offensive line group? Uh, man, listen, I'm excited. Uh, you know, to me, this is the heart of the offensive, you know, uh, scheme. And, uh, you know, without the line, quarterback can't do his things. Wide receivers, you know, I mean, the running backs, they can't do their thing. So, I mean, it's all about these guys staying healthy and holding their positions so that way it buys the time for the offense to get these plays off. So, to me, the offensive line is key to, you know, all these things happening. Um, so I'm really excited, especially with these guys coming back healthy, you know what I mean? Getting some time off, uh, putting in the work on the offseason, the, um, the interactions that they got going on with each other. We're talking about Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mulata. I mean, we got the pleasure of meeting a bunch of these guys at the Eagles Autism Challenge. On top of that, you know, they started, they, they went ahead and they did another um, autism um, event at a beach front um, a couple weeks ago. Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mulata behind the bar, you know, having a good time taking drinks, having some shots with some people. Like, I mean, those type of things, the, the chemistry these guys are building with each other is, is big. So it's like, you know, hey, um, you know, that's the type of stuff that you want to go into the, into the season with, like that type of attitude. And I mentioned this last week. It's all about the attitude these guys are building, the chemistry they're building this offseason. So I'm excited. Yeah, bro. I mean, I played uh, guard my freshman year of high school. So anytime we talk of hog mollies, I was an undersized guard, clearly, because I had no business on the line. But, you know, it happened. Um, but the first position that I ever did a film breakdown on was offensive linemen. Um, and much like y'all have already said, the game starts and finishes in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Right. Like if your offensive line can't protect your defensive line, can't get pressure and stop the run. It's a wrap. You're not going to win very many games. Uh, the Eagles offensive line is extremely talented. They did some things in regards to like undrafted free agents. They still have a couple of guys looking to prove themselves. But we have at least three. Well, no, we got four like legitimate starters. Right. And so like Prom said, if folks can stay healthy, um, I think that, you know, of those four people, Kels and um, 
playing are in their 30s now. So, you know, it's important that as you get older, you're able to stay healthy. But you also have some dogs behind them, too, that can sub in. So, um, yeah, man, excited. Anytime we talk in the trench warfare, dog, I'm, I'm geeked up. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Exactly, my man. So you feel me? Like, yeah, this 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 where the game is won and lost, man. Yeah. Um, I spent most of my game watching the offensive and defensive line go to war. So, yeah, I'm geeked up as always, brother. Now, uh, Bryce says I in the comments says I played offensive line growing. Up. I love me some offensive line. I, I, I agree, man. I mean, people do love the offensive line. I, I feel like Jason, Jason Kelsey is. If we're gonna, I, I think should we start with the center, the center, the center of attention? But first, prime prime is you you. Your birthday passed? No, nah, man. So let me let me let me clear it up. I see there's something in the comments. So uh, you know, you know with, with, with your boy, you know, I mean, yours truly, you know, on the spotlight and everything. Uh, the last couple of days it's been Prime Day, you know, Amazon Prime. Day. So <laughs> you're taking the privilege of giving me my shout out on Prime hey. Day. So a couple of people are under the under the impression that it's my birthday. I appreciate the love, regardless, <laughs> but. No, nah, it's definitely not my birthday. I still got uh, a couple weeks, a few weeks, actually, before that actually hits off. But it's all about celebrating Prime Day. But, you know, with that being said, Amazon, make sure y'all pay attention because here we go. Make sure you guys go get your Amazon orders in today. All right. Last day of Prime Day. Right. Will it count? You know what I mean? You get those. Bro, discounts, all right? I, 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 I usually know people's birthday. So I was like, bro, did I miss nah, something? Nah, 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 nah. Did you I miss something? You good. You good. Talk about not missing something. Uh, Jason Kelsey, he's a man on a mission. You talk about the years of experience. You talk about the elder statesman of the group, 12 years. Uh, you know, he started off as a young buck coming out of Cincinnati. Um, could have been part of, the, part of that wave of a Cincinnati players uh, making waves, whether it be, in a, you know, Trent Cole as well. But uh, just, you know, he's just been a, a breath of fresh air each and every year that he's here. You talk about a guy who, stabilizes this offensive unit he's the, the he has the mental fortitude to keep everybody together and and lead by example and then talk about a guy who could run for mayor um and lead the city i think kelsey could step right in and do that as well but i think kelsey going into his 12th year we were all were a little concerned about if he was coming back you know is he going to retire but the eagles did um get a backup plan but before we talk about his backup. How are you guys feeling about uh, Jason Kelsey? Uh, look, 12 years into the game, uh, that, that that don't mean nothing to me, man. I'm just glad that he took his time to really think about what he decided he wanted to go ahead and do. He saw all the offseason transitions that were going on. He had to sit down with the front office about what our plans were, um, you know, and he obviously still has confidence in his quarterback. Um, and the rest of his team. So with that being said, you know, I mean, he decided to go ahead and make the decision and give it one more year. And he came back and, you know, I, I don't know, this could be it, you know, what I mean, or this could be the plan to go maybe another year. I don't know. But regardless, the fact as our captain to me, this is our captain. This is one of many captains on this team. He decided to go ahead and give it one more run. So I hope it pays off. And, you know, what I mean, and with him coming back. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, man, the heart and soul. This guy right here is the heart and soul of that offensive line. Prime said, I don't care about 12 years. Man, 12 years is a long time to play. In the it's league. all right, though. But you tell me right now, Jason Kelsey is not showing 12 years. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying out of respect. <laughs> like, if you could play 12 oh, no, years. No, no, no. Uh, no. I, that, my bad. Out of respect. Absolutely. He's got all the respect in the world. But 12 years, I mean, it doesn't even look like he, you oh, know, nah, he, nah. Nah. It, 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 father time hasn't, hasn't caught up with him. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Uh, Kels, just looking at the uh, PFF. So nine of his 11 years in the league, he scored at least a 70 or higher in his overall like cumulative cumulative PFF grade, which is highly impressive. And so, I mean, he's finished between first and third for the vast majority of his career, which speaks to not only how good of a football player he is, but how consistent he is, right? I think that we kind of take him for granted. Um, not as like a, a, not us specifically, but as a fan base, I think we just automatically like, yo, he got the middle, he got the pivot. At some point we do have to transition. We'll get into who potentially his replacement will be down the road. But I mean, you know, this this the mayor of the city, man, you know, hungry dogs run faster and he might be the hungriest of them all. Um, you know, it's a guy that's messed his elbow up. He's messed his knees up. And he's just an Iron Man, just keeps playing ball. And so not only is he a really good football player, but I also feel as though he's somebody that the younger players can look up to, model their game after, right? Like young dudes always talk about how they see veterans approach in practice, how they see them approach the offseason program. Like, you know that he's all in, he's bought in, he's invested in, and he's modeling what it looks like to be a consummate professional football player. So, you know, who better, man? Um, I hope that he hangs around as long as his body holds up. And then when he decides to transition, I can see him coaching too, right? Like, you know, why can't he be one of the best offensive line coaches in the game? So just excited to see, you know, what happens this year, but ultimately excited to see long-term where he where he goes next. And that him and his brother are going to be in the Hall of Fame together, which is is really dope. That's, 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 that, no, that, that's amazing. He got Hall of yeah. Fame parents as well. They're going yeah. in as well. Uh, talk about but you talk about that longevity and, and holding up. You talk about 2020. He had he logged the most snaps out of the group. He had 1,124 snaps last My season. Goodness. He had 993 snaps again, leading the way as the elder statesman. So again, uh, whether it's on the field or off the field, he's always leading the way. And I, I I'm uh, I, I mean you can't say anything more about Kelsey. I mean you could. We could be here for hours talking about. Kelsey, uh, shout out to Blue Mini in the building. Um, but moving right along, we'll, we'll stick at the center position. Uh, do you want? No, you want to go? We'll do the start. start no, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do his backup. We'll do his backup because uh, obviously it was priority of the Eagles to find a guy who you know kind of resembled his skill set, resembled Kelsey in some some shape or form. Now, while some people were arguing with the fact of why of why Cam. Um, Jason Kelsey is the guy who was behind the scenes trying to figure out um, who could be the, his, his re replacement. That's kind of funny, like having a player try and pick a player who you think that could step in and replace. So I feel like if he's he, he's right next to the Jason Kelsey IV as he goes along as his, as his rookie year, I think Cam Jurgens has a great opportunity, you know, uh, 6'3", 303 pounds out of Nebraska. You know, you'd like to see him bulk up a little bit, but the same thing about Kelsey coming out of college, you know, he's very light. Um, but I feel like if Cam Jurgens is co-signed by Jason Kelsey and Stoutland, I mean, those guys can find – I mean, Stoutland can find some linemen. So Cam Jurgens um, could be in line for some snaps in a year or so. But uh, how you guys feel about Cam? Uh, you know, this is a great privilege for Cam coming into the league in his first year and then being the backup to one of the greatest to do it. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a privilege for him to learn from one of the best. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, he's definitely got his uh, 
his notepad out, man, because he's got a lot of notes he's going to be taking, you know what I mean? And then, you know, when Jason Kelsey decides to go ahead and call it quits, he's got a lot, you know, he's got some serious shoes to fill in. So this is a big year for Cam to go ahead and actually, you know, sit back, relax, and learn, not relax, but learn, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, get ready because, you know, the, you know, it's going to be, you know, the next man mentality when it comes, uh, you know, when it comes calling for him to go ahead and step up and take that position from Jason after Jason hangs it up. Yeah, man. I'm Cam Jurgens. Uh on draft day, I wasn't overly excited. I didn't feel like, you know, from a value it. standpoint. Yeah, from a value standpoint, I was like, hey, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I really enjoy breaking this film down in the article I put together. If y'all haven't checked it out, check it out. It's on the fourth and John website. Um, but yeah, man, getting a chance to see him in action was cool. I got a chance to partially see what Stoutland and what Kelsey see in regards to like his ability to become the pivot of the future. Um, I think that the most valuable, the most valuable opportunity he has is to sit for a year because I do feel as though Cam Jurgens is somebody that really does need more grooming in regards to this transition to the NFL, um, you know, center. He showed some ability. He's definitely an athlete, really good against the run, has a ways to go against the pass. And so, uh, you know, who better to learn from than a, a future Hall of Famer and a perennial Pro Bowl, uh, you know, all pro uh, person in front of you. And also, again, want to speak to just how much of a professional Kelsey is. Think about how all offseason we heard quarterbacks and other players saying it's not my job to teach this person how to play my position. And you have Kelsey literally picking his replacement, son. Right. And so, you know, it just, again, speaks to what Prime was saying before of like the cohesion of the whole group. Like these dudes care about each other. They're locked in. And even the rookies are already being put in a place where like they're being appreciated and brought along to, to be the next generation. Um, you know, we, we have that older kind of Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and then some of the younger players that we'll get into. But yeah, Cam, uh, is, I don't think it's in his best interest to be pressed in the service immediately, maybe halfway into the season, three quarters of the season in, get him some snaps. But I do think going into the future, um, he could be a really great addition to the offensive line. In terms of Kelsey, David uh, in the comments says, I see him doing TV and radio in this town for years. I, I believe so. Uh, he, he could do anything he wants. Uh, Ro Roman comments says, both Stoutland and Ke Kelsey's blessing speaks volumes. I think, you know, that's the cosign. Like, if a Jedi makes you a Jedi, uh, he's like, that's the next Jedi. Okay, I'll I'll believe y'all about the trenches. Um, you know, talking about, you know, the trenches and, and valuable pieces. I mean, we got some versatile guys, guys that can play guard, tackle, um, moving right along to the guard position. Um, I feel like, you know, a guy, he's been here a minute, he's dealt with some injuries, but a well-respected and well, I'd say loved lineman in the group. Um, you're talking about a guy who played left guard, but now at the right guard position, uh, Isaac Suamalu, you know, you talk about a guy with seven years experience uh, out of Oregon State. Um, you know, he's a guy who can potentially play every single position. Um, but if you talk about a guy if interior wise uh, who can play guard, play center, left guard, right guard, um, center. You know, he's a guy that could, you know, come in and give you some valuable snaps. You know, you talk about Isaac. He, he's dealt with, with injuries um, and that, that's been his main thing. Like, you know, whether it's a hamstring or, 
you know, he what was the other injury that, that he, he had? Um, the Liz Frank, Liz yep. Frank, the foot injury, yeah. Uh, we talk about season ending injuries. A guy who's I, what, what was Kelsey, one of his pressers, was very emotional about um, Sumalo. So, I mean, Sumalo is a guy like he, he, he was a, a coach's kid at Oregon State. Um, you know, I, I feel like you know, he, he's been a valuable piece, but at his age. You're looking for somebody, you know, potentially to get uh, somebody cheaper. Uh, look, look at this group here. This is another Wu Tang type of photo here. Uh, you, you look, look, look at the guys behind them lurking, lurking. So, I mean, overall, I feel like um, Suomalu has been a nice piece and a nice addition to this group. But I, for one, am not interested. I've seen articles out there about trading Suomalu or dangling him for something. I, I feel like don't mess with something that's, you know, I mean, you know, some people have their feelings about PFF or whatever. Well, they are the number one ranked offensive line for PFF this year. But in my heart, I'm not I don't feel like it. that's, you know, I feel like going from right to left. I feel it. Like it's a solid, solid group all along. And so what do you guys feel about Suomalu? I mean, you know, Isaac did deal with that injury and it's kind of like in the back of your mind, like. Is he going to come back 100%, you know, from something like that? Um, you know, reading into it, the rehab is going well for him. You know, he's doing whatever he got to do to get back to being, at, you know, at 100. Um, you know, this is a kid that comes in and gives it his all. You know, I mean, it's a shame what happened to him. But, you know, it's like you had mentioned earlier, man, like he he can move around. He's dependable in a whole bunch of positions. And then that's key, you know what I mean? So that's one of the reasons why we held on to this dude. That's one of the reasons why, you know, he's pretty much locked in. Um, you know, you mentioned the PFF. I'm not one to go ahead and really follow all that stuff. Um, I, you know, just really know that these guys can play the position. These guys can hold theirs. And he's one that, you know, I definitely, you know, will vouch for. Um, so, it, it, you know, this upcoming season is going to be big to see what he comes, see how well he comes back. Uh, you know, from that uh, season and the injury that he dealt with last year. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, him get back in there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's funny. Seal Milo was, I think the second year of like film breakdowns that I, I was doing. And so he was a part of that group and I was hyped about him coming out of Oregon mm -hmm. state. I mean, you saw his ability to, to have his hands and feet work in unison, which is huge for offensive linemen. Um, he's a, relatively big dude you know you all talked about his versatility he could give you snaps at either guard position he could give you snaps at center you probably don't want him at tackle if you're in a pinch maybe right but you know in that interior line i mean he's so versatile he's also only 28 right like he's still young you know in the end of the day it feels like he's been here forever um but realistically like he still has plenty of good football ahead of him the injuries will always be the thing always be the question but I mean, in his, with his 168 snaps, I mean, he graded a 70, oh, damn near 75 through PFF. So, you know, his his snaps or quality, both versus the run and the block, clearly 168 is a really shallow number to like get an actual understanding of what he was able to do. But in reality, he's stepping into some gigantic shoes, right? At that right guard position. And so I think that realistically, you don't hand him the role. You allow it to be a competition. You see who could step in, who, you know, Jack Driscoll will get to him, I'm sure, down the road. But he played pretty well at guard for us last year also. And so, you know, think that you let 
you let the pieces fall where they do, right? You let them battle it out in camp. Whoever looks the best, whoever adds that fifth piece to an already really cohesive offensive line, you plug them in. You hope they stay healthy. Um, and then, you know, let's 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 get out here and kick some behind, man. I'm looking forward to seeing these dudes straight manhandling defensive linemen and linebackers for an entire season because as far as I'm concerned, all of the five offensive linemen that are like pegged for starting right now um, – have the ability to be top five, top ten at their position. Now you talk about staying healthy. I mean, that's a, that's kind of like you'll start hearing us echo that as we go through the positions. But um, you know, just talking about some of the snaps. You talk about twenty twenty, Isaac Sumalo, six hundred fourteen snaps. Twenty twenty one, only one hundred seventy seven snaps. So you're looking towards a uh, Jason Kelsey versus a Sumalo. You see a big difference in uh, yeah. you know being a warrior and being healthy. Um, and it, sometimes it's luck, but, uh, you know, just talking about, hey, man, you got you to be on the field. Um, moving right along to a guy. Oh, I mean, we could mention this guy as a, a tackle guard versatility. I mean, that's what you like. Um, and I think, I think that's the thing that you like about um, Stoutland. He, you know, cross-training some of these guys. I feel, I feel, like, uh, I think, I feel like Driscoll is a guy, you know, he, he bet on himself, who's at UMass, then he went to Auburn. Uh, you know, then played. He, he played multiple positions, um, and then um, he was a guy that you know he 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 just came in and found a role for himself. So, dress yeah. Jack Driscoll, a guy that uh, you know, I I feel like he's a piece. Uh, he's a piece to the puzzle. I feel like if they feel that Driscoll uh, can can be that guy to step in, and and for what they're paying him versus what they're paying uh, Suamalo, and you're like, okay, maybe we can. Move, move one. If Jack Driscoll comes out, uh, you know, hammering. I mean, and, and he's a guy who, who's dealt with injuries too. So, you know, he had, he dealt with the MCL, I believe. So, I feel like it, it's Jack Driscoll's. I think that's 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 a competition that we're going to get to see right there. Um, so, Jack Driscoll, I think he's been a surprise for a lot, and I feel like he's he's been worth everything they paid him so far. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, Jack Driscoll coming in. You know, it's it goes back to like, you know, a few weeks ago when you and Evan were going back and forth. You want to go ahead and get that guy that's going to come in and push you to get the best out of you. Um, you know, and, and here's a prime example right here. This is a man that's going into, you know, his third year. He's got, you know, a lot to go ahead and prove to himself, to the team. And this is the opportunity. I mean, hey, with Isaac hopefully coming back healthy and then, you know, Jack going into his third year to prove a lot. The competition is going to be serious, so it's going to de definitely be something to go ahead and look forward to seeing. Um, you know, and, and I think to be honest with you, man, either way, going either way with these two guys, I, I, I'm good with it. You know, what I mean, I'm confident one one or the other is definitely going to go ahead and fill in that role. Hmm. I was on mute the whole time. Yeah, and the, <laughs> what I love is that Driscoll played predominantly right tackle at Auburn, right, and then goes cross trains during the like. The, the lead up to the draft, taking snaps at center, mm -hmm. ends up giving us some guard work. You know, his first year, it was kind of hit or miss. Like, you know, his 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 transition into the NFL, he was probably better suited where Cam Jurgens got a year to sit. He didn't get that opportunity. They kind of threw him into the fire. First year wasn't great, but second year, man, I mean, he gave us, you know, 512 offensive line snaps that were super competent. Um, 70.5 was graded as the 20th rated guard out of 82 possible prospects. Yo, that's 
in the second year for out, playing out of position. Um, I think that that's a testament to first Stoutland, right, and his ability to get guys ready. Um, and then also a testament to Driscoll and his commitment to being the best player that he can be and just being ready, right? And, like, I, I don't think that you can overestimate the importance of being ready. And Driscoll will show time and time again, like, yo, when his number gets called, he's getting in the game, center, guard, tackle, like, wherever you need him. Like, you need those Swiss Army knife kind of guys that um, are committed to being cross-trained across different positions. And so, yeah, Driscoll, man, like I said, between him and Siomalo, like, we have a competent right guard somewhere between the two of them or maybe switching between the two of them if somebody gets hurt. But, yeah, that's one of the camp battles I'm probably looking the most forward to is really seeing, yo, is is Driscoll going to push Malo or is Isaac just going to run away with this competition? Um, because I think, you know, iron sharpens iron in those positions. And so this is one of the few times where I'm like, yeah, having competition behind you is great. At quarterback, now nah, I don't want that nonsense. But, you know, at guard, absolutely, man, push him and see. Again, let the best man win. Yeah, I mean, uh, last season, he at the end of the year, uh, he had an ankle, high ankle sprain. So, I mean, you know, he, again, he's dealt with some injuries, but I, I overall felt like, man, he's a piece of the puzzle. And, it, hey, mm -hmm. for y'all who are just tuning in or just coming off the streets, we we're talking about offensive linemen. I know it's not sexy, but to us. Nah, stop you, saying that, bro. This no, is sexy. It is sexy. Right it, is sexy. Here, it is sexy. Uh, like, if so, if you're sitting by the pool or you're – on a road trip, and you just want to hear about some offensive linemen, this yeah, is the podcast for you today. Um, you know, no, like, it, it's funny because this is the first time in a long time, Brent, Brandon Brooks, we haven't talked about Brandon Brooks. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he, he's been a, he's been a mainstay, man. He's, he's been a guy that has been, I mean, he's been beloved. So uh, the fact that we, we're not, we're not talking about Brandon Brooks. Am I a little hurt? I might be a little yeah. hurt. Yo, and shout outs to Brandon Brooks, man. You know, he out here, I think he's at Penn getting his uh, degree. Like, he's still in the city moving around. You know, he gave us some incredible years at right guard, all pro caliber years at right guard. Um, you know, was one of the first players that I can really remember talking about anxiety, talking about mental health, setting the foundation for those sorts of conversations in a city that's super blue collar, right? And so for the fact that he was willing to be that vulnerable, um, I'm going to forever be a Brandon Brooks fan, like, you know, this is a dude that put on for the city in a major way and was a huge contributor to the development of Lane Johnson next to him, right? So, you know, just thinking about how solid the left side of the line is now is how we felt about the right side of the line for years. And so always shouts out to him, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to follow up with that because, I mean, you pretty much nailed everything with what you just said. I mean, he's definitely going to truly be missing. I mean, he, you know, of course, he played a big role in that Super Bowl team. And, you know, yeah. his decision, you can only but respect it. <clears throat> yeah. uh, you know, he came out, he spoke freely of it. And, you know, we were here as true fans supporting, you know, what he was going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, he's the only one that really deals with it and knows what's on his mind, but for him to go ahead and share it with the rest of us, that was key. So, you know what I mean? He's always going to have my respect and I wish him nothing but the best on retirement. Uh, shout out to Philly Philly, the podcast. Uh, there is no green screen. Uh, I am in New York city, Big city. Uh, around, around the giants fans, but um, yeah. I know it's tough. It's tough. You know what, who else is tough? This man, this man, he, I think he he just found a way into Eagle fans' heart. He just showed up on the field one day with some overalls, 
big country hat. You're just like, this guy fits right in. He's a character. Uh, Landon Dickerson, when you talk about the pandemic, you're talking about um, a situation not everyone you know, handled correctly. Or, or the, I mean, it, there's no way correct way to handle pandemic. But Landon Dickerson, he's the guy who set up camp, uh, a, a workout situation. Uh, you talk about Lane Johnson's bro barn. Landon Dickerson had his own thing going on at Alabama where you could come work out at his crib. So he's a guy that not only as a, uh, you know, you know, making his way on the field as a starter, but making his way in the locker room. These Alabama guys have been phenomenal. Uh, so Landon Dickerson going into second year, a beast of a dude, 332 pounds, uh, 6'6". Coming into his second year, I feel like a guy who we all knew he had injuries. Uh, we He's a guy that knew – uh, we all knew that it was going to fall on the draft due to those injuries. Eagles took a chance. He came in, you know, started off a little, little bit rocky, but found his way. And uh, I think he also found a way into Eagle fans' hearts. And then by the end of the season, he, he and Malata were mauling folks um, to combine for a, a left side of the line. We haven't seen uh, this dominant in a while. So, the left side of the line could be back to dominance, but I'll let you guys talk more about Landon. How are you guys feeling about Landon going into the season? I mean, we're past the whole sketchiness part of Landon. You know what I mean? Everybody was just questioning <laughs> him being scared, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, hurt. You know what I mean? Him, us taking a chance, you know, drafting him where we did um, and not being able to go ahead and fill in that role. I, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're way past all that. He proved himself. It's like you said, he lined up on the left-hand side. Uh, they both did their things. They shut it down. I mean, they, they made a lot of plays become creative because of the effort and, you know, the strength they put into holding, you know, that, that defensive line from getting in that, that that's key. So, I mean, like Lennon is pretty much already surpassed all that stuff. He's proven, you know, he's definitely going to be big um, in the NFL um, as years go on. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to this year. These guys pretty much picking up where they left off last year. You know, what I mean, holding it down. So, you know, I, I'm key on Landon. Uh, you know, doing his thing this year. Yeah, man. Landon gave us what uh, 925 O line snaps, healthy. That was always the question. It was health. Um, you know, we knew what skills and talent Landon Dickerson brought to the NFL. What he brought to the to the guard position. But we didn't know if he could hold up through a season. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood over here, folks. Um, but year one, he held up. Uh, you know, I think that it's going to be always a question with him because he suffers so many injuries in college, right? Like, at least that we know about, because we know that some stuff doesn't get reported and other shit, you know, people just don't talk about. But from what we knew about what he suffered in college, like his injury list was extensive uh, to make it through the year combined with Jordan Mailata. I mean, they had grown men crying on that field. I'm so sure of it. Like, if we had mic'd up the two of them through the whole season, you would be hearing grown men crying on that field, man, because you watch the two-man games that they're running. You watch Landon Dickerson getting opportunities to pull out in space. You know, if you if you needed two yards, you went up the left side of that offensive line. Um, and, to, and to know that you can get two yards, three yards automatically going up that side, I mean, that, that speaks volumes of – the talent that Landon has and also how much more he can grow. I'm so excited to see Landon Dickerson and Jordan Malata continue to develop that repertoire and rapport between the two of them. Man, bro, you know, if they can, if, if both of them continue to develop 
the way that they have so far, I mean, whew, I think the sky's the limit. Like, you know, especially for a team that that wants to continue to rely on running the ball mm-hmm. effectively, you have two behemoths on your offensive line that can also <laughs> like physically, athletically move in space. I don't know that you could do or ask for much more than that. And so, yeah, excited about Dickerson. Um, long-winded way to say, yo, I'm geeked up. He gave us some good snaps. If he stays healthy, we good. We Again, if you're just tuning in, this is the sexiest podcast out. Talking about offensive yes, linemen in the trenches, trench warfare. The uh, I mean, talk about the depth here. You know, again, depth piece-wise, Sua Opeta, you know, a guy who's trying to pull a, uh, I, I like to say, Herbig. Uh, Sugo Pettig was a guy who has made his mark. Um, I feel like, you know, sometimes as a lineman, you're just looking for a role, whether it's come in for a couple games, uh, be a serviceable starter. Sugo Pettig could be that guy uh, looking at this group here. Hold up. Wrong one here. Wrong one here. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, I mean, Sugo Pettig, like I feel like he, he he's a guy that, you might want to hold on to like i i have a feeling he's a guy that you, you might want to hold on to like he he's going to be an added depth piece what do you what do you what are your feelings about sua i mean sua's got you know he's another one that's got to come in and prove himself you know yeah. we've we've been back and forth with him we've let him go we brought him back we protected him um so i agree with you man you know as some somebody i i would definitely consider holding on to you know what i mean big dude can definitely fill in the spot where we need him um, so, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's all on him, how much effort he's going to come into showing the league, you know, not just us, not just our organization, but the league in general that, you know, I mean, he's a starter out there. So, you know, I mean, it's going to be a big year, you know, for him to come and prove himself. Yeah. And so, uh, so graded 72.9 in 2021 only gave us 229 offensive line snaps the vast, I mean, 90% of that came week 15, 18, and then the wild card against Tampa Bay. So, you know, we got a chance to see who he can be at the end of the season. I agree with Prime. Um, I think that it's really about, yo, now it's your, ch- your chance to prove it, right? That, like, we, we saw it in spurts. We also saw in spurts that, like, he was getting dominated or his sets weren't correct. You know, his footwork wasn't correct, and he was not getting to places where he was supposed to be. And so this is your chance to, like, prove it, bro. Um, you know, we need depth. We need, you know, somebody that can sub in and, and potentially play in a, in a pinch. And he's shown that he can do that. We just need him to continue to be effective. If you like extrapolate those relatively small number of snaps to a larger number that might, you know, equate to a starter's number. Can he keep that efficiency or with the more snaps that he plays, the further down his grade goes because he, he'll be exposed as not a guy that is, you know, starter level quality i don't think that he's proven one way or the other um i think this will be a big year for him this will be a big training camp for him to prove not only does he deserve a roster spot but like he can push some of the guys in front of him to make them better as well i mean it's it's also still you know soon for him it's only his third year and then realizing the fundamentals he's still got a lot of fundamentals i mean i the dude's a big dude and a strong dude at that so you know i mean once he get those fundamentals together i think he could go ahead and be a problem no, and I'm no. sort of surprised. He looks bigger than 6'4", 305 when you see him play. Um, you know, he he carries that that weight well, that size well. Yeah, still early um, in his career. But I think now with all of these undrafted free agents that are coming in at the same position that potentially might be at a similar level of being able to compete for a role as him, 
like this is the year to prove it, man, because you, you don't want to be getting kicked down to that practice squad again. That could be yeah. a bad look for you. Yeah, he definitely got to put it into the next gear. Yeah. Now, sure. uh, Bob from Down Under, shout out to Bob, tuning in from Australia. Uh, Sue Opeda or Toth. Uh, you talk about uh, Opeda. I think, again, I think they like his his versatility. I think yeah. Toth does does give you that as well. Um, but I, I, or he said, or Clark. Now, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you talk about the Raven Clark yeah. can play tackle, can play guard. I think the Raven Clark could be the ingredient um, in a, a Dillard trade. If you, you're thinking that the Raven Clark can handle some of those snaps, you talk about the Raven Clark coming in um, during, during the playoffs uh, over Dillard. Um, but, you know, again, Dillard, I finally coming into that NFL body uh, when he was drafted. I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But moving right, I'm moving, moving right along. I think Sewell Peta. I think if you're talking about interior. He's a guy that I, you know, I like. I like what he brings to the table. But again, the Raven Clark as well brings. A, they they all bring some versatility. But I think Opeta, I think they like. Um, let's see. Move right along. I think. I mean, we could we could talk about uh we could talk about the starters here. I don't want people to forget that we're t- you know, you know we're not forgetting about them. We'll go over some 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 backups, but I think Lane Johnson himself, uh, he he's a guy who's ingrained himself into the culture of Philadelphia and Eagles um, community. He's a he's a beloved football player. You talk about Lane Johnson, another one one of the elder statesmen, uh, ten years in the league talking about a guy who's a uh, used to be a quarterback back in his day go watch his well go watch his high school highlights to the quarterback insane at his size doing what he was doing high hurdling people but um you know 32 years old i mean he it is what it is i mean he, but i think when you talk about our tackle position lane johnson uh another all pro uh you know pro bowl year i'm talking about a guy who um dealt with some some personal issues off the field but i felt like he didn't let that get in the way, but he also persevered in something that, again, I think if you don't have a guy like Brandon Brooks, you know, leading the way and being transparent, Elaine Johnson doesn't might not feel that comfortable coming out with some of the issues that he's dealt with. But Lane Johnson, how are we feeling about Lane going into the season? Year 10, man. Um, you know, I'm, I, I get more and more excited hearing Lane Johnson being a part of that offensive line. Um, you know, that's definitely one that I would hold on to as long as possible. Um, great things about him being part of the Super Bowl team. You know, some some uh, characteristics of him that, you know, I, 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 I link with. He's bald. He's big. He's handsome, just <laughs> like me. You know what I'm saying? He likes he, he he likes that he likes that he likes that wrestling. His favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve oh, Austin. That was my dude. You know what I mean? You know you, the man loves to work out. You know what I mean? So I like to work out too. Uh, you know he he he's in shape, man. The dude is. You know what I mean? He's incredible, man. And and it feels good knowing that he is part of our squad. Uh, he holds it down. I know he had a little setback during the season with the mental issues and everything, but you know, like you just said, Gail, he he uh, he overpowered it. He got through it. He came back stronger than ever. Still played his role. Still doing his thing. Um, so you know, I'm I'm excited every year to see him. You know, stand his ground on that line, man. He he has mad respect for Jalen Hurts. You know, he he demands for people to give Jalen Hurts that respect in this league. So. You know, he 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 goes 
above and beyond for his teammates. And you know, he's got the utmost respect for me. And I'm pretty sure I could speak on for all three of us when I say that, you know, he's got the utmost respect from all of us. So I, I'm I'm always excited to see Lane Johnson go to work. Yeah, for sure, bro. Uh, and Lane Johnson. So for me, I feel like he's the boogeyman for a lot of these defensive linemen, a lot of these outside linebackers. Like a healthy Lane Johnson, you ain't doing shit with that. Like you can bull rush him, he's going to throw you into the ground. You're going to speed rush him, he's going to throw you into the ground. That's that guy, man. So I'm um, always excited about Lane Johnson. Gail, you had mentioned earlier about the mental health piece. Again, stepped up, spoke about it, was honest about it. You know, I respect you know, from not just the Mind Your Mentals podcast standpoint, but as somebody that suffers from anxiety and depression mm -hmm. myself, like I know how hard it is to talk on it, A and B, because of HIPAA laws, you actually don't ever have to say anything about it, right? Like that's protected information. And so for the fact that you're seeing Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, like multiple people step in and say, yo, listen, I'm struggling and I need to step away. That's when we sort of remember that, yo, this is a sport, right? Like this is an occupation. This is something that someone does for a living. But if they're not OK outside of the sport, they can't give you their best. And so just always want to appreciate Lane Johnson for that. But um, in the end of the day, man, Lane Johnson's a horse. He's a he's a straight up killer. Um, you know, fortifies that right tackle position for us. Um, and, you know, I feel like when he's in the game, you never have to really worry too much. Has never scored less than a 71.9 via, uh, you know, PFF. Um, it's just reliable, man. Uh, you know, gave us 864 really good snaps last year. Um, he, well, nothing really more to say. You know, he's one of the few that Chip actually got correct. So, you know, <laughs> I, I feel I feel good because Chip got one right. Thank God. Yeah, um, I, was, I was about to say, it's like, yo, we that's one thing we could thank Chip Kelly for. I mean, come, imagine we the only thing. <laughs> imagine we draft. Imagine if we drafted Deion Jordan, like Deion some people Jordan, were like Deion yeah. Jordan, bro. When we went um, on chips and on on uh, Mariota like they wanted to, like it could have things could have went very different. Uh, but the fact that we got Lane and, and he's still putting up for us, still doing a thing. Um, and also teaching the young guys how to play the position. Like, I don't think for a second that Jordan Malata's development, you can't give some of that to him watching Jordan, um, him watching Lane Johnson do the work, you know, him watching these other professionals ahead of him do the work. It's important, man. You, you need somebody to model your game after. Yeah, I mean, you segued into him. I mean, a guy, J Jordan Malata, who was my seventh round selection in my mock draft and people will laugh they're like why are you you know is this why are you just why are you just gonna pick the australians i was like bro come. because i've been researching and following stoutland so whatever stoutland touches turns to gold uh, another guy who could run for mayor stoutland was on jordan Mailata. you know he was learning down at img um trying to figure out who he was as a football player before he became the player that uh, the Eagles brought in I, watching him get drafted and seeing him uh, it meant a lot to him, not, not just to be, you know, part of the Eagles, but just to be, you know, the fact that Stoutland walked him through the whole process. I feel like, I think, I feel like Jordan Mulata again, has, has sung his way into the hearts of Eagles fans. <laughs> I feel like uh, this guy is just easily, um, I, you know, because because not 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 everyone can be themselves, and everyone feels what they they are be off the field. I feel like anything he does, Eagle fans love, and I, I feel like um, we're talking about off the field, on the field, 
his presence has been amazing. I feel like when he got that deal, people were like, yo, man, you gave him too much too early. He showed you what he was worth, and you're getting a deal. How are you guys feeling about Jordan Milata? Man, Jordan Milata, I mean, come on, a former Australian rugby football player, man. Uh, I'm, I'm always – I'm always geeked out when they when they try to go after guys like that. I mean, look, Stoutland yep. had a plan. He he drew the plan up. He went and got this dude. He said, "I'm gonna put this is where I'm gonna go ahead and prove to this league that I could go ahead and make miracles." And by damn, he made a miracle. He turned this dude into something special. A lot of people question the contract we gave him, but you know what? Right now, it was all worth it because he's holding his. Big ass dude that is definitely going to go ahead and protect Jalen Hurts or any quarterback down the line. Um, great attitude, a big ass kid. Got the pleasure of meeting him at the Eagles Autism Challenge. I mean, I could barely find that backpack he had on his back because it, it was so small compared to that big ass dude. Um, he 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 uh he was admiring the prime helmets as we speak. I'm getting one done for him. It should be done in a couple of days. So oh. I'm looking forward to getting that over to him. Yes, sir. Um, oh, are so we dropping, are we dropping off this helmet? Yeah, man. I'm. Listen, we're, we're going to make something happen. Stay tuned for that. We're, make, we're definitely going to make something happen. But um, yeah, man, I'm excited about Jordan Mulata, man. Another key addition to this line um, that's going to be real big on making, you know, uh, things happen. Um, I don't know, man. The, the, the excitement is just kind of like, overtaking anything else that i could really say about him because prime, dude prime is just... got a prime got a man crush on uh Jordan <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> he's the dude man and i'm ready i'm ready to see him go to work bro yeah for sure i mean he's only 25 first off right so like damn we get him through his his entire prime most likely um no pun intended and hey, so hey. it's important that we keep that in mind how young some of these dudes are, right? And he's 6'8", 346. What was Lane? 6'6", 340, 335? That's a gigantic side of the offensive line. Like, these are humongous human beings that can actually move. And I remember on the timeline early on, maybe in, like, his second year, people were ready to give him the boot, get him out of here, wasted pick, and move him to fullback. And I'm just like, yo, bro, he's literally learning a new sport from scratch. Like, you got to give him a chance. The mm -hmm. Eagles see something to continue mm -hmm. to protect him, keep him on the active roster. Something is going on there. Like, let's trust the process. Um, and so shout outs to Jordan Malata, man, because, you know, at the end of the day, you could be coached hard. But if you don't take to the coaching, if you don't apply the techniques, if you don't work your ass off in the film room and in the offseason to get better, faster, stronger, it doesn't matter. And he's clearly developed and gotten better every single year. And you look at from year one to year two. So year one, he had a 70.3 grade. Year two, he maxed out at an 88.3, uh, was graded as the third best left tackle in the NFL. That says a lot, right? When you're the third best grade, you grade out as the third best left tackle in the league. That's arguably the second most important position on offense behind your quarterback. And so it speaks volumes of his ability um, I always laugh when people give these knee-jerk reactions to contracts, not understanding that like every year subsequently somebody else gets a higher contract that then pushes that person down the board. And so by the end of two or three years down the road, they make a middle of the pack money. Um, and so I apply that knowledge to him too, that like, yo, we got to steal that left tackle for the next several years. And so um, hype, bro. Like I, I wouldn't say I have a man crush necessarily, uh, but certainly <laughs> excited <laughs> about what he brings to the team and, and just the stability that he provides that left tackle. And I think what a lot of folks really underestimate is how 
incredible of an athlete he is considering how big he is right that like they could have moved him anywhere along the offensive line but the fact that they stuck him at left tackle and had him just grind his way to becoming a starter um beating out a dude that you know dillard that was drafted well ahead of him right first round caliber could never beat that man out um speaks volumes of him and and getting that contract and locking him in geek bro you know this we talked about a bunch of dogs man like i don't see no shorts in any of the people we named so far and, and i think that's important to be able to go eight ten deep on your offensive line because injuries happen big dudes get their knees rolled up on all the time it's just a part of the game and so to know that like okay next man up is actually a quality reserve speaks speaks volumes of what how he's been able to do what stoutland's been able to coach up um but also how these players have taken to the coaching that they've received now our resident australian bob downey jr he says yeah i met jordan when i was over there and his old agent i went to all his preseason games to really scout him in 2019 to see his snaps he is legit no i mean i i i just Straight from you know, bob man bob voucher for him so you know what it is all right bob you know uh, scout out there man a let's go aj says mulata has become a success story the funny thing is when he was on that that mask singer show um one of one of the singers was like, I knew it was him. Like, bro, you yeah, didn't right. The only person that I could just see maybe had a chance to know who he was was Robin Thick. That was it, because he has that fully connection. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was I was like, okay, whatever. But um, you know, I, I again I, I think whenever you say Jordan Mulata, Eagle fans smile for some reason. Like, yeah, we got a deal, we got a we got it. one. We got one. It's like with Kels, right? You get him super late, and then you turn into a Pro Bowl or All Pro caliber player, bro. Like that's that's huge when you don't have to spend high draft capital to find the quality offensive lineman that could plug and play. That's just hard to find. So, um, yeah, I'm smiling every single time you mention Jordan Malata, man. Jimmy in the comments says, "For a non-football player to step in and learn yep. so fast is unbelievable." Uh, and yep. when you got you you got guys like that are co-signing them, you know. That's that's you know they're just like dude he is just amazing, um, and for for a player that doesn't know the game as well as some of these other dudes, that, that's 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 amazing. Uh, Mark says Melada Dillard are team prime. That that uh, yeah that's uh, Dillard also has a helmet so I mean this guy's got the left tackle position all figured out prime yeah, prime yeah, I see yeah. you. <laughs> uh, Rome says I got to do a. A duet with Malata, some boys to men or something. There you go. Ho hopefully, Yo. it's never, it's, hopefully it's never end of the road. Maybe uh, Motown <laughs> Philly. There it is. Back again. <laughs> Yo, I got a I got a boys to men story, but I'll tell you later on. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, we got to do that for a mini episode. I, I yeah, do have boys to men story. I think I, I got the story already, but yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, moving right along. Um, I mean, again. Telling you this is the sexiest podcast we've done this Ever. whole whole off season. Uh, looking at the back end of the uh, the group here, uh, I say back end of the group, but uh, look at Andre Dillard, man, a guy who came in. Uh, he's a guy that undrafted. You know, people thought we got value, but one of the things about they liked about Andre Andre Dillard was his football IQ. But sometimes the IQ doesn't always match up with the you know, the NFL body, because I as soon as he was drafted, I was like, this guy's going to have to come into the NFL body. You talk about as a freshman, was about 252 pounds, went to his father's alma mater. His dad was actually a, 
a star linebacker at Washington State. So following his dad's footsteps does get drafted, but um, it just didn't work out as, you know, as, as the mulatto story. You talk about the success story. But I think Dillard been working out. Seems like he put on some 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 weight, some strength. I think he's in the right mindset. Now, whether it's – does he beat out Mulata? That, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about valuable depth. We all know the Super Bowl run. A lot of players got injured across the line. You never know when you're going to need your depth pieces. Yep. How are you feeling about Andre Dillard going to uh, two? I mean, this is definitely a do or die for him. I mean, yeah. uh, surprisingly, we've held on to him as long as we did. Um, you know, I'm – I was always a supporter of Andre besides him being part of Team Prime, man. But like the fact that, <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, I had high hopes for him. Um, last year was a competitive year going against Jordan, and Jordan definitely beat him out, you know, out of that position. Um, this year, uh, like you had mentioned, man, he looked like he put on some good weight, getting in the gym, putting on a, um, some serious muscle. Uh, you know, been catching some film, some uh, pictures of him. I mean, he, he, looks, he looks stocky. He looks ready. But at the end of the day, you know, all that good weight, all that strength don't mean shit. You know what I mean? It's all about the fundamentals. You got four years under your belt now. Um, you know, we've been keeping you around for a reason. So my 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 message to you is, like, get out there and show them, show us why we've been holding on to you. You know what I mean? Like, get you got to do something, dude. Like, it, enough is enough. You know what I mean? You've been talked about getting traded. You've been talked about, you know, a package and all that stuff. So, like, he do you want to be here and if you do do you want to be in the league period yo go out there and do something this is the year um i'm i'm you know i, I that's all i can really say that's all i'm hoping for is that you know he definitely goes and does his thing this year and and improves a lot of us wrong yeah i saw aj's comment about gail Gail, you do look like you used to manage an R&B group back in the day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> looked like you had him on the cusp of success. Yeah, and then they was like, fuck yeah, out of him, get somebody else. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I once took a pitch one meeting <laughs> from uh, Cisco one time. I'm like, bro, hey. I was like, uh, Cisco's in the room. And the person was like, before the meeting happened, said, yo, whatever you do in this meeting, don't ask about the thong song. <laughs> And my homie that I brought in the meeting, I said, you know what I told you, right? Like, I'm looking at him with eyes. I'm like, so he goes, man, I love the thong song. I said, what did you? <laughs> and Cisco's sitting there like, hey, uh. so I was like, what? No, I hate what? to say it, what? but I would have been that guy. Like, yo, I love the thong song. Yo, that shit. That shit used to go in, bruh. What? That's, that's listen. I heard that shit the other day. Just memories came flooding back. I was like, damn. We, we got Alamina. I said, I told you not to say nothing about the thong song. What? Oops. But anyway, yeah, off the rip. Uh Andre Diller. I think Andre Diller from Jump got a bad rap for crying during that exchange during training camp a few years ago. And I don't think certain contingents, a certain contingency of the Eagles fan base never let it go. Just like J Jaw with the umbrella and his mom. People just get attached to shit that really has nothing to do with the game. Um, I like Andre Diller. He always was going to have a significant learning cur curve coming from Washington State because they didn't do a lot of run blocking. And so that was always going to be his thing was like, how well can he ad adjust to the NFL from like a run blocking standpoint? I think that there's still some time and, and space for him to figure that part out. He is a good pass blocker. You know, he got some uh, snaps for us early on in the season. 
um, and, and held his own, you know, uh, definitely feel as though he's a good reserve tackle, somebody that I would prefer to play on the left side. I wouldn't try to cross train him and put him back on the right side again. I don't think that that's his best position. But in the end of the day, I mean, if he proves that he could play the game, you he'll walk and get a contract somewhere else. Most likely, if he can't, they might be able to resign him for a relatively cheap price and bring him back just as a reserve. Um, you know, I don't think he beats out my lotta. I pray that my lotta stays healthy and can play an entire season, at which point, you know, kind of having Jordan, uh, Andre Dillard is just a luxury. But, yeah, I mean, it's nothing really to say that hasn't been said. You know, he he he's a reserve and could potentially start somewhere else if he kicks it up a gear. Now, Bob makes a good point. says you wouldn't dare put any of these groups, young guys on the practice squad, either style and trading guys are precious. I, I believe yeah. so, man. I definitely I de- definitely agree with those uh, sediments. Uh, but um, and that's just real quick. That's also why I don't see them bringing the Raven Clark back, because that's an older dude that like is going to potentially hold the spot of a younger player. And I don't know that at this point in the Raven Clark's career, he's better than some of these younger guys that we have that we've been training, you know, have been receiving coaching from Stoutland um, and from the Eagle staff. And so I agree with Mark. Um, I think that you protect those guys, you allow them to continue to develop. And in a year or two, you see what you have. Uh, now, like just talking about the Raven Clark again, I think a guy with tackle versatility, tackle guard versatility, if you, if you want to come in, I think, I mean, he's, he's just a very key piece into like some of the decisions that are going to be made by the front office. Uh, but just going to, Talking quickly about some of the depth behind the group, you talk about Jerry Williams, a rookie out of Miami, 6'6", 325. You know, if they find like, uh, you know, they're looking for a developmental piece. Uh, Brett Toth, um, another guy with tackle guard versatility, uh, only 25. Um, I I felt like, you know, overall, I think he's got he's a guy he's had some experience, um, but I think. I think right now it's yeah, there's it's a crowded room when you talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a crowded room. Um, let me go to some of the guards uh, here. It, does, we it wanna... definitely doesn't it definitely doesn't help out that he's going to be starting off in the PUP list as well. So yeah, uh, we got William Dunkel, also a rookie out of San Diego State. Um, you're talking one about uh, could be a mauler, might have to work on some of his pass protection, but a guy, another guy that. That if they believe, you know, talking about six five three nineteen, um, Josh Sills. Josh Sills, yeah, those yeah. are the two that I'm. I, I feel like might give some of these vets a run for their money that are kind of hanging on like the lower edges of of the roster. Um, Dunkel and, and Sills are definitely some football players. Um, Dunkel is only twenty two, so it gives you some space to grow. Uh, Sills is twenty four, but arguably more pro ready right now. So yeah, uh, um, <laughs> y'all boys always doing the most. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the two I'm excited about. Just watching their film, just having a chance to like listen to some of their interviews. Both of them seem to understand the game really well, uh, and both seem really hungry to make the adjustment to the NFL. And in a non-COVID waiver year for the draft, probably both of them get drafted in like day three. So the fact that there were just this huge influx of people due to the COVID waivers, they kind of got pushed to the undrafted free agent realm. 
but you you saw the Eagles pounce on both of them um, and get them locked in pretty early, which I think speaks volumes of what the team thinks about their potential, at least as 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 reserve players, maybe not starters, but certainly folks that they see have some sort of development. Uh, I mean, and one of the last players, but not least, I feel like Kyori Awaska. Uh, not only does he sound like um, a something that you take on a on a trip down in South America. Uh, I feel like he, he's a guy that he's somebody something you could take and put on the back end of the the the, the guard uh, um, on the practice squad. I feel like he's a guy who's you know he he he's making a way making a role for himself on the team. But I feel like there's a lot of guys that um, are on the back end for competition. I'm talking about uh, you know the, some of the rookies that they brought in. I mean, and you got have the, all the other guys that can play ver- be versatile whether it be guard or center. Um, so I feel like he's a guy that he, he he's, he's still out here competing. So I feel like they like what he brings to the table for a uh, developmental piece. Bless you. Bless you, Mel. Bless you. And bless you. bless bless all you guys that stuck out this this podcast. It's alignment. Sexy but it makes podcast. sense because I'm saying it's so sexy that, like, they couldn't leave because it's so sexy, bro. That like you got hog mollies, dog. Who don't want to talk about three hundred fifty pound men, dog? Like that's, come on, man. We should spend every episode talking about the hog mollies. They they need more love, man. They don't get enough respect in the streets, bro. Yeah, I mean, if you if you stuck around to the end of this, Prom's face is like fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just letting y'all have y'all moment, man. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Put him in. Put him in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom. You know, Evan's gonna feel some type of way about this being this episode being called sexy without him in it. <laughs> nah, if you drink crunchy beer, you can't be sexy, bro. That's like a that's like in a sexy bylines. If you look at the fine print, they like no crunchy beer. That's out the question. By the way, yes, Evan, we are talking shit about you. <laughs> um, uh, Jimmy says, "Big man, run this ish." Um, yeah, yeah. yo, and, and um, we do have a follow up podcast, it, it'll be maybe Friday, depending on everyone's schedules. But we, we did want to, you know, talk about the situation. So, uh, you know, the 10 plays that have got Eagles Nation in a buzz, the world uh, on fire. and if I you don't if, believe it, <laughs> if if you uh, if you see some of the content we're going to be putting out from the Trent Cole defensive camp i did speak with brandon graham he did mention a couple interceptions by bradbury but he did mention how excited he was for jalen hurts and what he saw from aj brown so if you want to listen to that podcast you want to hear what uh we had to say more on that situation check us out on the next pod if you want to see the rest of the profile breakdowns if you're new if you uh are you just a geek and you like to hear about depth on opposing teams we we got we got podcasts we got the wide receivers we got we got the running backs we got we got the tight ends and we have now done that looks the, like a boy band joe oh yeah i just peeped that they definitely look like a boy band <laughs> yo the tight ends those some handsome guys right there man that's awesome backstreet, <laughs> with the, with the back backstreet boys 96 degrees I guess they I call know. them the, the South Street boys. Or something. 98 degrees. The tr- truth how. be told, that's the Jabberwocky. Is that what they're called, Jabberwocky? That ain't yeah, no Jabberwocky. No, no. <laughs> nah, because they could dance. The Jabberwockies could dance. I feel like 
three quarters of that group is some non-dancers. But uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Y'all just also wanted to say, so you mentioned Trent Cole. Want to shout out y'all boys. Uh, so me, Gail, Prime pulled up. Aaron, what up? Like, that was a good event, man. We had a good time. You know, we had an opportunity to connect authentically with the young people that were out there, but also with the players that showed up. It was really, nah, I don't like that name. Uh, <laughs> we had a chance to show up, uh, do some work, record some stuff, really just have a, a great opportunity to just be out like always. Fourth and John is out here with the people, man. That's the point of the podcast. That's the point of the of us being here is to connect with y'all and connect you all to the team. And so, uh, that was a good time. I definitely want to shout out Hollywood Hearn. That man is a beast when it comes to video editing. Put some respect on his name. I very rarely see people bouncing between photos, uh, Photoshop, After Effects, and Premiere. That man was moving. He had me. I went home, and I'm on it now. I'm trying to get to his level. But shouts out to Hollywood Hearn, man. He couldn't show up to the event. So we was like, you got to edit everything. And he was with it, man. Did a heck of a job. So excited Wait for y'all to interact with the videos. Oh, yeah. yeah, Y'all going. Just know that he was in the lot. He was in the freaking in the cave, son, going hard <laughs> with it. Uh, and so, yeah, shout outs to him. He couldn't be here today. Um, he drank too many crunchy beers. So that's it. There is a limit to crunchy beers. And so if you drink too many, you can't come on the podcast. That is not good for you. For but he you said he that. is he is going to bring the crunch um, next podcast um, because because he's got some spi- he's got that, some, he's got he's got some spicy takes about. Um, yeah, nah, I like spicy. What's been yeah, said. let's get spicy. You know, listen, man, I'm trying to get spicy. I'll, I'll try to get spicy every episode. Thanks, Jimmy. Every shout out to, shout out to Jimmy. We appreciate y'all. And hey, Jimmy, you know, we're, we're going to be tailgating. So, yeah, if you want to come out and tailgate August 7th for the open practice, come out, Reserve. have a come out, chug a crunchy beer. Chug. AJ says you will die. <laughs> your your throat will close up on you and then blame AJ because she put it in your brain. Now, for you, for y'all, for, for y'all don't remember Evan's crunchy beer moment. This was at the <laughs> Phillies game. Uh you were we, on that shit. We we choke, bro. Evan got Evan got um ridiculed by the, the pan, pandemic crew. Pandemic fan, crew. Fan, fan, pandemic crew at, at the Phillies game. And the, he's looking at me he's like, what is your man drinking? I said he threw up in a cup and he drank it. Ugh. That's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, it looks like poison. It does uh but yeah again shout out to evan hollywood hearn for all his work and yes sir again, living that dream any last words before we get out of here um mal yo just always geeked up to be on here with y'all man always excited to talk football always excited just to see our faces um looking forward to getting out here for the for august 7th i'm gonna be in the building um and just you know got club for from john coming up um some dope trips coming up I was just talking to my wife, Gail, about, you know, going to the Senior Bowl with you this year. So I'm going to be down in, in Mobile, Alabama, uh, turned up. And, yeah, man, just just geeked up, bro. Um, you know, it's always exciting to be able to connect with y'all and, and just do this. And, you know, excited to continue to develop more content and even take this further because there's just so much more that we could do as a collective group. You know what I mean? So shouts out to the fourth from John Wu-Tang and, and love y'all boys, man. Yeah, I mean, with, with, with the announcement of the um, August 7th tailgate, we're going to go ahead and start off the year. Come and join us because, you know what I mean, it's going to be your boy Prime's birthday. We can celebrate all yes, together, sir. you know what I mean? Yes, sir. So at that time, I definitely would like for all of y'all to be there. It'll be a big bash. Um, Looking forward to it. August 7th. Be- 
August fifth is actually the birthday, but we're celebrated on that Sunday. Yes, sir. See, I was, um, I was, I was, I was like, damn, I, I, man, if I missed it, I would have been like, uh, nah, nah, not at all. Gail, when's my birthday, Gail? I don't know, my guy. Exactly. Yo, I got, I got smoke for you when the show go off. <laughs> <laughs> I got hella smoke for you when the show go off. Yeah, yeah but now I'm, I'm these these young boys that we've been talking about this whole episode um i gotta say they don't have to wait that long man preseason is right around the corner yes, uh you know training camp is right around the corner so they're gonna go they're gonna get put to work man so i hope they're excited because if i was in their shoes i'd be mad excited right now so if i geeked out yeah. i'd be ready man so yeah. i mean i'm hoping that that mentality these guys have you know go into the training camp going into preseason give it your all man because if it doesn't work out for you here Give you know show the show the league that there's a reason why you got drafted on draft night, and you know I mean good luck to y'all. But other than that, you know enjoy the rest of y'all week. Looking forward to you know Friday to be able to talk about that spicy uh, episode about this ten play bullshit. You know I mean yeah, slander in the young slander slander the young boy. Shout out to you, Blue Mini. Love y'all too, my my guy. Um, also shout out to um Philly Sports Trips. But yes, also sir. shout out to uh, first of all, Vince had his had his kid. So shout out congrats, to you. I just Vince. congrats, um, Vince. Hollis Hollis uh hit me up. He was like, Yo, you know, Vince, Vince said his kid. So uh that's that's pretty awesome, dude. Congrats, congrats to you and the fam. But also congrats on the job that he's been doing with uh promoting this event, um, the ultimate bus trip to FedEx Field September twenty-fifth. That's uh, my birthday. That's twenty fifth. That is uh that is uh Mal's birthday. So again, come with us on that trip. We'll have a a bus as well going down there to Washington to go play that other quarterback known as Carson Wentz. Nah, nah, stop saying that name on here, man. Y'all trying uh, to get me frustrated. I want to hear that name. Uh, real quick though, just a quick shout out to Vince too. So his episode of my podcast, The Third Lap, comes out this Friday. So if you want to get an opportunity to learn more about Vince, learn more about how he got to where he is and why he's so committed to the work that he does, man, tap in on Friday for his uh his his video and his episode dropping. Uh, Vince is just an incredible dude and just doing some really amazing work. Um, let's just drop the Wentz. Let's just call him Eleven. Right, like we don't need to say his name no more. I can do that. I'm city. cool. Eleven. You know, I like it. It's all right. And Christopher, I was gonna say, just borrow one of Prime's helmets and come incognito. You hey, we, you know, you know how many, enough. you know how many employees walk up to a tailgate like, hey man, yeah, can I get, can I get you get two beers? Absolutely, Chris, <laughs> no, I, you know what I mean, you gotta get, you just come and join us before you go into the building. You be taken care of, bro. I ain't calling out any names, but there, there are. So, uh, hey man, sometimes you can come get a water, man. Water. That's come what he just come, just come dap the beer. homies up, man. Say what's up. We out there. That's what now, he meant uh, to say. Come and get a water, not a beer. Shout out to Puga and AZ. Uh, Puga, I don't know if you saw the shout out we gave you last episode, but we did find your long lost brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the left, Tyree Jackson. <laughs> Tyree Puga. No, that's crazy. Tyree Puga. Wow. <laughs> Tyree Puga. Wow. But again, okay. we we have gone off the rails on this podcast. Um, Every time, bro. <laughs> order quotes, yes. I'm about to I'm about to go get something to eat. Prime about to get something to eat. Mal's about to get something to eat. All I do is eat, bro. That's how I came through this week. Yeah, I'm bro. not gonna go get something. To eat. I'm about to go upstairs and toss these kids. <laughs> and then go get something to eat. Then go get something. To eat. Hey, so if you guys are still here, um, we'll be doing another. 
position profile that will be the defensive lineman. The next next one of the next podcasts we'll be talking about the ten play thing that Derek Gunn has talked about that is set the timeline on fire. But we'll see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly Eagles fly. Let's make it awkward. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.